episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, with uh, the one and only Dylan Carpenter. How you doing, Dylan? Doing pretty swell over here, man. We're ready to talk about some curves and combat boots today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today we got the CMO of curves and combat boots and the media buyer, uh, which I'm excited to bring on. These guys are having some explosive growth across multiple channels, right? So like the last couple episodes, we've been focusing a lot on a Facebook ads, but uh, today we've got uh, a brand on that's spending on Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Google, and, uh, and and probably hopefully soon even opening up even more channels. But they're spending six figures a month on ads, um, built a seven-figure brand on their way to eight figures. Um, I'm pretty pumped. So uh, let's, let's get them on the show. Welcome, uh, Jonathan and Kevin. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, Jonathan, give us a high level overview. What is you know curves and uh, and combat boots? What tell us about the brand? What do you guys sell? Yeah, well. absolutely. So, um, yeah, our product is is women's leggings. Um, specifically, we're known for leggings with pockets. Um, but you know, really outside of our our brand uh, selling leggings, we're we're very purpose driven and really super focused on female empowerment and. Um, you know, we, we live our mission. We live it. We talk about it internally. We, you know, really truly do uh, live our mission and um, really our, our feeling and our, our message to the market is every woman should feel empowered to be the best version of themselves every day. And that's really what we're focused on, uh, on doing and spreading. That's awesome. And how long have you been working with Kevin? Um, only about six months. I met, um, met Kevin, you know, through like networking essentially um and i i liked what he had to say and he yeah. impressed me uh really quickly and uh i'm really happy that we uh, got the opportunity to work together now kevin you're the you're the independent out uh kind of outsource media buyer specifically for facebook right is that right that is correct facebook and instagram okay cool now tell us a little bit about your background tell us a little bit about uh uh, you're, you have, I'm assuming you have an agency. You've got a couple more clients than, than Curse and Combat Boots. So give us a little background here. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I got started with digital marketing around like four years ago. Um, literally just Googled how to make money online. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was just fresh out of college and I just, just got dropped from a job. And I was just like, well, you know, I guess I could try it. Um, I got into affiliate marketing and I was using high ticket affiliate marketing. And I was just like, you know, I feel like I can do this for other people. So then I just started working with like different brands, kind of caught my way with e-commerce. And then from there, kind of just took off from there. I don't have an agency. I'm just, I don't like managing a whole, whole bunch of ad, uh, accounts. So I'm more so on the consulting side now. Um, yeah. And I met John um, ending of last year, like around like October-ish. Um, and then from there, we just stayed connected. And he told me about Curves like, within like December and yeah, man, this year, man, we're taking off, taking off in some crazy, crazy numbers. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell us, give us a little bit of insight. How much are you guys spending on on uh, Facebook ads right now versus uh, some of your other channels? Ahead, yeah. So, yeah, so it's funny because, like, when we first got the account, right, um, they were probably spending around, like, in a, two, two, uh, a monthly around, like, 200, not 200,000, not 20,000, maybe around like 20,000. But the goal was, John was telling me, hey, like this year, we're trying to get to eight figures. And so um, we've just been slowly, slowly ramping up and scaling and scaling. So now 
um, it's depending on like what type of jobs you have. Now we're relatively spending around like 60 to about 80 to 90 K um, on a monthly basis. Nice. Awesome. Congrats on scaling it up that much. That's, that's, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so you, you got, you guys have a standard, a standing weekly. Um, you know, it, it, this show is all about helping the advertising uh, ecosystem learn the financial principles of, of, of scaling ads, right? So that comes across in your guys' uh, uh, in, uh, relationship in terms of setting budgets and obviously setting some KPIs, which we want to dive into those. Uh, but we always like to start the show of like, what are some financial principles, um, particularly with Jonathan on your side, as you're communicating back the marketing spend back to the CFO and the CEO, what are some financial principles and best practices that you can share with the advertising community that they can, you know, implement and start, you know, whether it's better managing their cash or their budgets or their spend, what advice do you guys have? Yeah, I, I think for, for us, it all comes down to the team and checks and balances. Um, you know, as we were kind of discussing earlier, I'm always asking for more spend, more budget, more scale. And, uh, you know, Kevin's in the same boat. We, we just want to spend and scale because we're very confident in our abilities and we're way over our, our KPIs as far as ROAS and way under on CPA. So, of course, we want to. Um, but uh, we have a, a great uh, accountant kind of slash CFO um, who really keeps us in check. And then at the end of the day, our, our CEO, Elijah, ends up making the decision. You know, I'm over here on one end, you know, kind of like the devil on his on his shoulder saying, give me more. And then uh, Dimitri is uh, on the other end saying, no, we got to we got to tighten it up and, and make sure we scale. Um, wisely. And I, I respect him a lot. I mean, we always give each other a hard time, but I, I really respect that guy and, and make sure he's, he's really a, a huge reason why we are successful. Yeah. What happens when, you know, you start getting low on inventory and you're wanting to scale up, like how does that conversation really start to happen? Because this is, this is like the classic example where you have a, a, an agency or CMO VP of marketing that's asking for more budget but there's not a clear line of communication with the CFO, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, why, why is my, why am I getting a no every time here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of times it's because of it's a, it's a cash or a credit or a capital related conversation on the back end. So it's easy to scale up when, it, you know, inventory is high, but how, how has that really played out for you um, in those meetings with your, with your CFO and CEO? Yeah, I mean, so we're really blessed. You know, we don't have too many like cash flow issues. We, we've you know had been very fortunate, especially you know this year with the pandemic, et cetera. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it all comes down to communication. I mean, that's that's it. And you know, if if we're not aware that something's out of stock, and I mean, Kevin will see if the ROAS dives really quick. He's you know very attentive to his ads. But there have been times where we had an ad you know going for twenty four hours and guess what? It's been out of stock for 24 hours. So uh, we make sure that we communicate that really effectively and make sure that that happens as, as little as possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then Kevin, walk us through the KPIs. What, what do you have to hit? What, what's, what are the numbers? Um, otherwise, if you don't hit, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, no, like initially, like John told me, he was like, Hey, like, look, we want to at least get our CPA, our, 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 our CPA around like 18. Like we're not trying to go like anywhere above that. ROAS, I think we were starting off at least like I need to hit a minimum of like a three. Um, and so just understanding those KPIs, this allows me to uh, really start ramping up. That's what really helped me to ramp up so quickly. 
um, was having an understanding of those KPIs. So now, you know, when we have our drops coming and we have our good campaigns going, you know, now we're at a super low, you know, 13, uh, 14, 12, sometimes even um, uh, C- CPA um, on all the uh, majority of the uh, campaigns across the board. Is it, are y'all looking at on the blended side of things? Are you comparing prospecting versus retargeting? Um, yeah. Same with the other channels. Are you kind of blending it all together or kind of keeping it segmented? Yeah, um, on the on the Facebook side, it's definitely all blended together. Um, but even then, that's still like some depending on some of the top of funnel campaigns, it would even beat some of the retargeting campaigns just because it's that good of a product. Um, yeah, so uh, but yeah, it's all in one blended. Heck yeah, that makes total sense. And I mean, how fast are you no- noticing that creative fatigue come through? I mean, you have a huge audience. So I mean, are these creatives lasting a good while, you know, on your end? Or are you seeing them get saturated pretty quick? Or how fast are you kind of rotating those out? Yeah, no, that's a good question. It really just depends, right? So like, if I launch a new campaign, uh, I'm typically trying to launch them around like the time where we're about to have a drop. Like, um, like honestly, like, Working with Curves is like one of the greatest learning experience I've had is just working with the e-commerce brand because seeing of like the activity within the ads compared to the action on their actual brand within their drops and how like literally like it's like imagine just like having gasoline just like dumping it down. Like when our like when our drops comes, like dude, stuff just goes crazy. And so a little bit. Right. So like understanding that now is this helps me to um, understand what type of campaigns that I need to make. And uh, from there, like once the drop ends, OK, hey, which creatives are dying down a lot faster and taking those off. Um, and honestly, just being a lot more simple, um, you know, you know, before like Facebook, you, you had to test 20 different campaigns and ads and you had to have like 50 campaigns running. Um, and now I'm just learning to keep it simple. Like I'm, I only have maybe about like no more than 10 active campaigns in my accounts. I'm usually like around like the six to uh, maybe like four to six, seven campaigns live at a time. I'm um, just spending a lot more money within those. So now since I use it, uh, dynamic creatives, um, I don't really experience too much ad exhaustion now. That's the way to do it. Heck yeah. No, that makes total sense. That's cool, man. Well, I want to dive into some of these ads. You want to, I'm ready to dive into the Rich Ad Poor Ad segment. You ready? You ready to kick it off, Dylan? Oh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. What are y'all feeling? Should we dive into the Poor Ad or that Rich Ad first? I think we should roast the shitty Poor Ad. (laughs) (laughs) We, heck yeah. So we we got a static image. I'm going to kind of lay it out here so everybody has some context, but... Hey, everybody prepare to freak out. Our crop tops are designed for low impact and high style. The new styles are here. So, you know, with y'all kind of being more legging oriented, you know, we're kind of flexing on some crop tops. We got a static image for wonderful ladies kind of posted up. So, I mean, let's break it down, Kevin. I mean, why didn't this work? You know, did y'all put a decent amount of budget behind it? Let's go ahead and kind of, you know, break it apart you know rip it apart <laughs> yeah no for sure uh so i think the biggest thing is it's it's a leggings brand right so um <laughs> because curve has they have such a dynamic audience i was i figured hey well you know they're gonna love to buy anything we put out right and that was just not the case <laughs> that was not the case at all i put this out and it was like an instant flop and you know like you had like that you know that advertisers prime so you're like 
anything I make isn't gonna be shitty. It's not gonna be bad. <laughs> so like you see the ROAS is, is tanking. You're like, I'm gonna let it run a little bit more. <laughs> it just keeps going down and down and down. So yeah, I think the biggest thing or reason why um it didn't fit was because one, it's a legacy brand. And so this should have been more of a bottom of funnel, um, you know, cross selling type of product instead of me trying to put this on the top of the funnel um, and put it out there. I think that's like one of the biggest reasons why that uh, it flopped. So more or less not kind of focusing on those hero products that are the namesake for the brand essentially is kind of the way to go about it. Mm -hmm. Either the hero hero products or like the actual brand itself. Now, how long did you let this bad boy run? I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. Are you you going to let it learn a little bit or I want to hear, I want to hear that row as well. Our CPP is around like 18 and, uh, you know, yeah, look at it to like maybe like thirty-seven ish. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I was just like, oh, okay, all right, this is a flop. It's okay. <laughs> was this the first time you were kind of testing a different angle, like crop tops, on that kind of top of funnel side, or were you just trying to see if that would hey kick off? Yeah, a little bit of both. Like I've just been more so focusing on like the accessories and stuff like that on the middle of funnel, but um, I think we had a drop for um the tees, and so. We did. Um, yeah, I just figured that, okay, well, yeah, it's going to hit, you know, but nah, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I think that's a common, you know, we we're talking about before the show. I think that's a common, you know, mistake though, is you know, especially when you have a brand that's spending six figures a month and it's got a multiple product lines, you instantly see, all right, well, this is a scale I've gotten with, you know, core product, um, a, and you start thinking about, bottom, you know, bottom of funnel profitability, cross sales on, on retargeting. That's natural, right? But uh, everybody likes to do their fancy footwork on their tripwires or their front end offers. Right. <laughs> just, right. uh, and I think that it's, um, you can, you can go down that, that rabbit hole. I think one of the things you did successfully, I mean, yeah, like you caught, you caught the whole I think campaign and I wouldn't really look at this as like a, like a, this is like an ad that like didn't work. I think the whole strategy of the funnel of how do you, uh, you know, how does a, a leggings like core brand, you know, sell crop tops and really uh, in terms of funnels, somebody could have spent like a whole year on this funnel. If you think about it, Jonathan, right? Like we're going to open up, you know, crop tops and you know, like what's that funnel look like? What's that creative look like? And you guys, um, Kevin, like, I know you're beating yourself up on the 38 bucks, but like, bro, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> that was smart. Like you controlled, um, you can, you, I feel like in the grander picture of things and maybe Jonathan, you can kind of spread some lights of like across the board, like how much did you guys really invest in that initiative of, of an attempt to try to sell crop tops on, on top of funnel or, you know, or did you really you know, do it the right way in the sense that like throw up some ads and see what the click through rate is before we even invest in this. Yeah, it was, it was testing. And at the end of the day, you know, you need to test, you you need to. And, um, I give, you know, I make sure Kevin has kind of free reign to just test what he wants. I, I wholeheartedly trust him as the expert to, to figure it out. And, and he's, he might've been a little bit proud at the beginning, but he quickly, <laughs> you know, put his ego aside and said, Hey, this just isn't working. And at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. You know, you took your medicine, Kevin. You took your medicine. <laughs> for, for context, for context, I had spent uh, two thousand on the campaigns, and so the cost of the CPA was about thirty-eight overall. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Man, well, hey, you know, that, that's a great thing to kind of bring up, Zach, because I mean, yeah, if it's a funnel, you can dedicate a lot of time to it. Hey, let's get a photo shoot for the crop tops. Let's go ahead and get some models to where that could take you down a rabbit hole to where we're going super negative versus let's go ahead and test what we got first, see if it's a proof of concept, and then kind of, you know, prove it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a, a killer, you know, poor ad kind of, you know, it's more strategy and funnel to kind of really, you know, capitalize on because shoot, that could have been... <laughs> A rough one. <laughs> and we'll, we're going to link these ads up in the show notes for everybody listening in. But I'll give another point here. Even though it's technically a loss, you know, Kevin, a couple grand, like you, the creative here was not over the top, right? Like it, it's clearly like MVP, like here's some pictures of four women on crop tops, like <laughs> white shoes. Like you, you didn't overthink it, which, um, you know, as I'm looking now, switching over gears, like, that's not the case with your with your rich ad, right? So, um, yeah, kudos to you on on keeping it MVP and and controlling controlling your losses there, um, and uh, controlling that test uh, across the board. So super right. super cool. Not bad. It's not Ooh. that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into it. Let's talk about the rich ad. What's working right now? Tell us how 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 has this ad scaled up? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. You guys got uh, shoot 419,000 views, 1,300 shares, uh, four 419 comments, up 7,000 likes. So that's clearly working. The creative is is pretty primo. Uh, it's your classic DSC uh, video uh, with uh, jump cuts about every half a second um, to get your attention. So. <laughs> What lay it lay it out? How is this? How is this ads perform? You know how much is it scaled? Give us give us the juicy details. <laughs> yeah, man. So I remember when John uh, he told me about this ad before we launched it, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, they made this new video. Check it out." You know, John, I never told you this, but my expectations were pretty low. You know, I, I, mean, <laughs> I was just like, oh, "Okay, well, you know, it'd be cool." But like when I watched, and I was like, "Wow," I was really blown back. It was like. You know, whole like click clack Under Armour commercial. You know, it was just very, very well put together. This is a whole commercial, and so um, yeah, man. Like, I I didn't even really do too much. Uh, the biggest thing we just focused on was just testing two types of copy. We tested we tested like a short form, you know, yeah. about one sentence, and then from there we had a bit longer form. As you can see, the longer form one, um, which is a bit surprising to me, but you know, I think it kind of just stands with the message behind the video. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sending them straight to the homepage from that. And like, yeah, man, like it exploded on itself, man. Like, um, literally spent like the first couple thousand we spent on it. It was, we were getting like a 15 return on ad spend, you know, it was insane. Mm. So from there, just kept pouring juice on the fire, um, spent seven, spent 10. Then from there, um, so started moving it to other campaigns, middle of the funnel, um, we, there's like shortened up videos as well too. So we have a 90 minute, 90 second one and we have a 30 second one. A 50 second one. I want to see the 90 minute one. That, that's going to be amazing. Incredible movie. You guys should watch it. <laughs> it's a webinar. It's a webinar for women's <laughs> Right. Yeah. So just chopping up into different, uh, putting variations uh, inside yeah. uh, the audience really, really helped the campaign explode. So how long have you been using this and is it still cranking? Uh, when, when did the video come out, John? Uh, man, I, I want to say it was like February time frame. Yeah. So it's probably still pumping to fire into it, huh? Exactly. 
Yeah, more so moved it to like the middle of funnel now. Um, but yeah, like whenever, whenever like a drop or something will come up, put that top of funnel right back up. Um, and I mean, it's it's from what I'm noticing, it's it's you know, of course, direct consumer is the ultimate goal, but it seems killer on the branding side. Because I mean, the first thing I was noticing were a lot of the comments. You know, you really tugged on some heartstrings for who your actual audience is. To where you know, one of the first comments I see is finally a video message I can you know actually relate with. Mm-hmm. So I mean. When it comes to speaking to your audience and you know, kind of finding those pain points and really reeling them in, you got that emotional connection right there to where they're gonna kind of keep you on the loop without a doubt. So I think, you know, for who your audience is, the woman empowerment side, you hit it right on the head. Yeah, Edward, who shot the video, I gotta give him props. He really just did a really good job with the vision. Like I myself and Elijah kind of knew in our heads what we wanted, and then we worked with Presley, um, who's the model in the uh, in the video. And she kind of shined her own personal touch on it, but Edward just nailed it. He shot it awesome. He really did. So who's Edward? Uh, yeah. Who's this guy, Edward? <laughs> Edward's our, our videographer. Um, yeah. In-house, in-house videographer. like No, so he has a full-time gig, but uh, we do fly him out to a lot of locations, and he's um, he, he definitely has a passion for curves. And um, if we had yeah. more work, we would definitely hire him full-time. Yeah, I mean, it only takes one video, as we all just uh, talked about, right? So, right. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. So walk us through the, the creative process, Jonathan, in terms of how long does this take? Like, how much do you guys invest in this creative? Because it looks, looks pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so, I, you know, Edward has really reasonable prices. I, I don't know exactly what we spent, um, but, you know, we always make sure we take care of our people and fly them out and put them up and all that. And uh you know, make sure they're taken care of and that they, they make it an experience too. It's not all about the shoot. I mean, we want to make sure that they, they have fun during the, uh, the experience. Um, but yeah, we, we met with, I met with Edward first. Um, I kind of went from the ads perspective, like Ed, Edward is really good, um, at creating the story, creating the emotional response, but like, I wanted to make sure there were, there were a few quick cuts at the beginning, um, to really hook people in and make sure people were watching past three seconds because uh if you don't get people hooked it doesn't matter how good your video is you need to make sure you catch their attention really quick so uh, i talked to him a lot about that and best practices but pretty much from there i mean it was all him i made some minor tweaks to a few of the shots and um presley really you know that that emotion in the video is very sincere you know she was you can tell i mean you can tell um, but yeah, we had probably two or three, um, meetings and then finally flew them out. Uh, they, they took care of the shoot themselves and, uh, you know, we were, we were anxiously awaiting it, but, uh, it came back, um, you know, even better than we imagined. Heck yeah. Now on a ad side of things, that's where I like to get into it. Um, you know, was this more of would you, on the kind of first touch points on you saw Kevin, were people converting from this immediately or is it kind of more of getting the awareness out there for the retargeting ads? How did that kind of come into play? Was it kind of more of a long term cycle or did people see that and like, I'm going to go buy this right now? Or was it more to kind of feed the beast of the retargeting? Yeah, that's a good question. And I know, like, especially like uh, earlier in my years, like when I used to do Facebook advertising, the biggest thing was like, all right, well, you want to run this as a video view? And then use it as retargeting, but like, dude, I don't see that working anymore because, like, like you're optimizing for people to view a video. You're not optimizing it for purchase. So, like, I put it straight for purchase. And like, yeah, like, dude, like the 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 return. Like I said, our our 
or we want our CPP to be around like 18. I do. We were like, I started off, it was like seven. And then it, it, it slowly, slowly creep up. I think it right now it's at like 10. If I just pull up a random campaign, it's like around like 10 on the CPP side. Like, ROAS was an easy, like, we paid like one campaign it was like over 10,000. And like, yeah, it was so you can imagine the ROAS from that. So it was pretty much an instant hit, man. Like, <laughs> it was an instant hit. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, is we weren't pushing to purchase, we we're just using the brand. But um, I think it really correlates to like how well the video is put together. And then from there you go to the website and that same message is translated um, over because I'm sending them straight to the homepage. I'm not sending them to a catalog or any type of um, products. I'm sending them straight to the homepage. So I think it's just a really good correlation uh, between the two. Oh yeah. I mean, that was something I mentioned, you know, before we kind of jumped on this is a lot of the top videos we've had have been, you know, the poor ad has been that professionally done video versus the, you know, hey, we went to a festival, we had people try some hot sauce. So, I mean, it didn't cost us anything except for the actual product. So the fact y'all kind of reversed it and did more of the professional side of it really kind of goes a long way to say, you know, as long as you can kind of speak to your audience and, you know, have that kind of really connection and a killer offer, I mean, it's going to really sell itself at that point. So it's it's good to see some, you know, solid videos that had some, you know, money back behind it still kill it these days. <laughs> what was the strategy, Jonathan? You said you were really intentional about getting the hook of the, of, uh, on the, you know, on the click or in the feed. Like what was the strategy there when you were working with the video editor? Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was kind of what you said. It was those fast cuts, um, you know, really making sure that, uh, we were, we were catching people's attention, but, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Honestly, uh, I can't remember exactly exactly what I said. It was a long time ago now, um, but I know it, it was you know essentially um, you know we wanted a hook and then you know have an emotional response right at the beginning, and then we knew if we could do that, uh, chances were that the the ad would be successful. But you know we've been doing this long enough, Kevin and I, that that we know like we might think an ad's going to be great or whatever, but you never know. You yeah. never know. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen ads that have really high production quality and, and, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40, $50,000 was dumped into it and it flops. And I've seen, you know, like you said, user generated content that was free that you know, works great. So you never know. Yeah. I mean, like just the first seven seconds, he did a great job pulling out the emotion, right? Cause like, She's looking in the mirror, getting herself pumped up. She's like got a sweat like dripping off her face. She's like worked out. And then she's like kissing her kid. And it's like, oh my gosh, she's working her ass off. And it just becomes really real all within the first uh, 10 seconds. Right. Um, I do think, you know, he caught the, the um, you know, the exhaustion, the intent, like the intensity of the workout, like all that's captured really well mm -hmm. you think about like what the video could have been man it could have like some it could have just been somebody like literally like going up a leg line and showing that there's pockets on on the leggings right yeah, like yeah. that's that's what any direct response like non-creative non-brand marketer would do of like oh so it's you know leggings with pockets okay let's really focus on the pockets right, right? like and uh i you know as much as we like to talk about the numbers i mean i feel like this is a you know it, it did great for your brand right because exactly. you said at the beginning of the show 
you know, Curves of Combat Boots is all about empowering women. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing when your best performing ad like totally speaks to the brand. Right. I mean, that is just so awesome, right? When that when that happens, it means you get to keep your jobs. Um, it <laughs> <laughs> gets to manage a little bit more ad budget. Uh, like you get to expand to different audiences as well too. You know, now I can focus on something completely different as like moms, I, you know, who would have never, maybe they don't know about leggings, but because they're a mom, now they can relate to that video um, and vice versa. We're just with other targetings and things like that. Yeah. So what advice do you guys have? Obviously, you know, on the other side of this, of having a, a, a campaign, I mean, what advice do you have, but also just to sum it up for me, Kevin, like how much have you guys been able to spend, you know, with, with this one video? With this one video we spent, Literally just because, and with the one video, because like I said, we have the short one and the long one, easily over 20, 20 grand on the on the video for sure itself, not even just combining it with like campaigns, just like when it, within its own campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, so from there, <laughs> the biggest advice I would just say is just like pretty much everything that we're talking about, um, having something that correlates uh, with the brand um, and you don't have to really focus on selling to sell, you know? Um, I think that's a big, big thing that like I, I, even uh, a couple of days ago, I was making a new ad and thought about that. And instead of focusing on the message and the brand, people are too focused on selling. You know, like we just made the joke, people are just focused on the pockets and the details, right? And not focus on the actual, mm-hmm. um, what it stands for and why does this mean something? Um, so advertisers and agencies um, and brands focusing on that first, then the sales are going to come in. Yeah. That's cool. What about you, John? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to kind of second that. I mean, with when you're essentially selling female empowerment and not leggings, um, the options are endless. You know, you can expand that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll do a little plug here. We get something coming out nutrition oriented in the future. Um, and, and our whole goal is, um, you know, it's female empowerment. It's it's that is what we're doing. We're creating supplements nutrition supplements to help empower females. So we're, we're going from doing it on like a fashion in a fashion sense and a message sense to like, we're literally going to be putting, you know, high quality nutritional supplements in women so that they can perform better on a day in a day out basis. So now the options are, are endless, right? And that's why we led with the brand, we were really weren't trying to, I mean, not that we were trying not to, but we weren't really intending for this to be a huge seller. We weren't intending for the ROAS to be where it was. Um, I even actually, because I, I have, uh, I'm not as skilled as Kevin. I was like, yeah, we should just do the the video view campaign. Like exactly what he said we shouldn't do. And he's like, John, we're not going to do that. Let's yeah. my purchase. And he was right. And that's why he does his job. If you mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man well you guys have been super awesome thank you so much for opening up the kimono and sharing with us uh your winning and, and losing campaigns you know not everybody wants to 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 accept their losses or even talk about their losses as much as they want to brush them under the rug but <laughs> i feel like uh the internet and the advertising world needs to to see more of the losing campaigns and what were the what were the takeaways, right? Because we all see the winning campaigns out there, but we always, we really learn from when we're, we're taking our medicine. Yeah. Like Kevin. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, so Kevin, tell us where, you know, other people that, um, you, you know, you're a free agent, man. So where can people learn more about getting in touch with you? And uh, if they, if they're in the, you know, female empowerment space or, or they're wanting to scale an ad campaign, video ads, like 
where, 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 where can they find you? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so yeah, the best place to connect with me is you can uh, find me on Instagram. Um, it's Kevin Joseph, I-T-S, Kevin Joseph. Um, and then uh, I made a tool, uh, basically wrote an article breaking down exactly um, how I, uh, one of the winning campaigns that we had with Curves. Um, so it goes into detail of, of how ways that um, advertising and brand can do that with their own companies um, on their own type of scale. Then get it at workwithkevinj.com slash guide. That's workwithkevinj.com slash guide. Sweet. Awesome, man. And Jonathan, uh, where can people connect with you and uh, tell us a little bit more about what's coming down the pike with Curves and Combat Boots? Yeah, so um, if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn's probably the best place. Um, you know, Kevin's Kevin's your guy if you really want to uh, have someone running your ads. But uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, shamelessly promote uh, Curves and Combat Boots. We do have a great product. Uh, my, my fiance wears them, my sister wears them, and, you know, they, uh, they love them. So um, yeah, that's, that's really um, what I'd like to promote. And if you keep an eye out on our website, you're going to see a little link in the top corner. And that's going to be uh, to, to stay informed on um, Be Empowered Nutrition. That's going to be our nutrition company coming out. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Awesome stuff. Let's wrap it up, Dylan. Take it, take it home. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, we broke down into some killer ads, um, a killer video that's going to probably last forever. Chop it up, reuse it. It's, you know, the best part about it. I mean, branding, direct response, all, all about it. But hey, when it comes to incorporating a new funnel, some new products, play it safe. Don't go too overboard out of the gate. This is a great example of that. But hey, Curves and Combat Boots, Kevin, John, thanks for coming on, y'all. That was an absolute blast. And hey, you know, we're pumped. Y'all took the time to kind of, you know, dive into some really goodies. And this was super valuable. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Dylan, Zach, you guys are great hosts. Thank you, guys.